What's up, everyone, and welcome to the School District Podcast. My name is Adam. Welcome. This is my podcast. I'm the host, and I really hope you enjoy all the conversations I have with educators all over the world, principals, teachers, instructional coaches, assistant superintendents, superintendents, and even state commissioners of education. We talk about the pain points and lessons learned in education so we can all simply be better for kids and the colleagues we work with. Please consider subscribing to the podcast, leave a rating, write a review, and share your favorite conversations with colleagues or anyone you think would enjoy. Today's episode is brought to you by me. I am the sponsor. The best way to support the podcast is pick up one of my books, Kids Deserve It, Run Like a Pirate, Empower Our Girls, or Teachers Deserve It. They are all available on Amazon or, as you can imagine, wherever books are sold and i have been to quite a few barnes and noble like the brick and mortar barnes and noble around the country and kids deserve it is usually in stock on the shelf if you are looking to pick up a copy and also kids deserve it is an audiobook on audible if you would rather listen to the words than read them and if your organization your school district county service unit conference or company is having an event and looking for a high energy, relevant, relatable, fun, down to earth speaker that just keeps it real and really connects with the audience. Reach out directly so we can talk about your event and schedule something amazing for your team. I've given well over 300 keynotes all across North America with breakout sessions, coaching, leadership strands, and I would just love to work with you. I am literally knee deep um, right now in summer speaking. I mean, just my like schedule is kind of bonkers. It's so much fun. It's just a, it's a lot of travel. And let me tell you this summer, air travel is nothing like it has ever been before. I mean, Georgia, Virginia, New Hampshire, Idaho, Kentucky, Texas, California, back to back, West Virginia, my first time in West Virginia, Texas, Illinois, California, Oklahoma, Ohio, Missouri, back to back, Illinois, Missouri, back to back again, Oregon, Pennsylvania back-to-back, and in Minnesota, and I'm actually probably going to book a few more uh, this summer for just a couple open dates. I'm already booking next summer and also just throughout the year, like professional development days, state principal conferences, you name it, ed tech conferences. Hit me up, adamwelcome at gmail.com or Mr. Adam Welcome for more information about speaking and also my podcasts and blog. Today on the show, we have... Trenice Brown Warren. She's a principal in um, in uh, Portland, Oregon, working on her on her doctorate, and uh, just a uh, super great energy and and mojo and ideas. I just really um, really enjoyed talking with Trenice on the podcast. You're gonna enjoy this one too. Do yourself a favor. Go to Twitter. And follow Trinice. It's at Brown Warren's two R's. It is linked in the show notes as well. And um, hey, I hope you enjoy the conversation. Thank you for being here. Trinice Brown Warren's, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you. How are you doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing awesome. Everybody, make sure to go to Twitter right now and follow Trinice at Brown Warren's. It's also linked in the show notes below Trinice is always putting out super positive awesome uh, awesome school leadership vibes on the twitter principal yeah. in portland oregon Trinice, for the people out there that don't know who you are introduce yourself and just kind of give us the lowdown man i am a brand new principal so i signed a contract on july 1st 
I am the proud principal of Markham Elementary School, and I'm just excited. I'm excited to be able to uh, have the position and to be able to do great things for kids, opportunities, building competency and building their confidence to go on to middle school. It's going to be great. Yeah, brand new principal indeed. So I'm curious, mm -hmm. you know, how are, as you're entering, uh, I've done different things when I've taken over schools. Uh, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about like a 30 day plan, 30, 90, 120? Are you thinking like the whole year? How far out are you going? I remember when I was getting my admin credential, the teachers would be like, you need like a five year plan. And I remember thinking like five years, and I mean, things are going to be like vastly different in five years. How are you thinking and how far out are you thinking as you're taking over your new school? So first I did a 30, 60, 90. Um, and I thought, okay, here's what I'm going to do because that's standard. But that's very mechanic. And you really don't know until you get into your school. And so even my 30, 60, 90 was a little different. I started it with looking at what were the glows and the grows. And what do they, what do my educators believe is working well and what would they believe it's not working well? Um, and so now I'm gonna put a different spin on it. I don't know what the months are. It's gonna be more like improvement science and kind of looking at the um, PDSA cycle. So plan, study, do, act. And I'm gonna see what systems are working and what systems aren't working. I think that's the best way to do it so that I, I can build culture and build trust and not get rid of things that really work for my educators, but also enhance yeah, things yeah. that haven't been working. No, I think that's a really great plan and idea. I've always told people when they're like interviewing or preparing for a job, like don't get too specific because you also just, you don't know where the school is. You don't know where the exactly. community is. And I mean, furthermore, maybe you spoke to the outgoing principal if they're leaving or they retired. And I would say, the staff, just like students, when we were in the classroom, they could and they will probably be different for you than they were for the person before. So, you know, don't Correct. don't get too concrete in anything. I, I mean, I think I would say it's actually kind of disingenuous like in an interview to be like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Like, you think you might, but mm -hmm. you're really, you're really not sure. So I'm, I'm curious too, you're like fresh off of interviewing and preparing. Right. Uh, a question I get all the time from people is, how do I prepare? How do I get ready? What advice do you have for the listeners if they're looking for their first like assistant principal job or if they're making the jump mm -hmm. you know, to the principalship on just interviewing, on preparing, on connecting with the district? What advice do you have for the listeners, Trinise? I would say, number one, grow where you are planted. Everybody is always looking for the next opportunity. Sometimes the opportunity comes to you because people see what you're doing with where you are. That's number one. Number two, um, how involved are you in your district initiatives? A lot of districts have a lot of grow your own programs for leaders, not just teachers. Are you attending professional development? Um, who is your mentor? So there's a big difference between a mentor and a sponsor, right? So you need mentors that are going to help you grow. But then who's that sponsor that's going to speak your name in rooms that you're not in? Who is that person that you know that can say, hey, I heard about this opportunity. You should go try it. Um, number three, are you mindful and can you control your classroom, right? Or how are you coaching and developing your colleagues? A lot of times uh, people think admin is one thing. And really what it is, is skill development. 
you are a coach. You are taking what you do on a small scale and making it on a large scale. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, I totally get that. I think people like overthink it um, too much. And I would just add, talk about kids, talk about kids, talk about kids. Yeah. I've, been on the, I've been on the other side of the hiring panel when we were bringing in, you know, aspiring people and they just didn't talk about kids at mm -hmm. all. And yes, the work is different than being in the classroom as a teacher in your four walls, but hey, even more so, you really got to talk about kids because you're going to be in charge yeah. of a few, a few hundred or a few thousand, depending on um, on what level of school you are. Trinice, what are some qualities that you remember from your favorite leaders throughout your career? Ooh, man, my favorite leaders. Well, one, I was always seen. It didn't matter how great I was. They were always in my classroom because they believed in providing support. And so for me, that is what I know and that's what I believe in. And so that's going to be one of my key elements is visibility. It makes a difference when you're in the classrooms. Even if you just walk in to say, hi, kids change up. People change up a lot. And it's just that support. Like I always knew uh, she was there. She, she was just phenomenal. The way that she supported her educators. Um, we always knew she had our back. It wasn't just buying us things, but we could stop in the hallway and she'd be like, what's wrong? And then you just sit there and just decompress and she would allow you to decompress. And then when you went back into the classroom, you forgot all about what you were angry about. Um, number three was her instructional pedagogy. Oh my goodness. Uh, she was a math teacher through and through, but instruction is in, good instruction is good instruction. And so our PLCs were ran tight. She was there to challenge what we were doing. Um, she was there to make sure that everything was centered around what is best for kids. And here's the mark, high expectation, and we are going to get there. And she was going to do everything possible to make sure that we got there. So I think like my all-time favorite leader, her name is the future Dr. Shawnee Wiley. And hands down, I am a mini version of her. Mini ah, I love it. <laughs> well, hopefully you can uh, actually connect me with her so I can get her on the podcast. So yeah, she's amazing. We can, uh, we can ask some uh, deeper questions about her leadership, but maybe ask some questions about you too, about Trinice in the classroom. Uh, that might be fun to uh, pull the curtain back. Uh, Trinice, where do you turn when you need help? Or who do you turn to when you need help? I feel like a lot of leaders that I've talked to and worked with over the years, they just kind of stumble or they, they, they stumble on their own. And I'll, I'll tell them, you know, stop, where, where can you turn or who can you turn to? You know, it's kind of like asking for directions. Yeah. Gosh, I was somewhere with my family uh, recently and we didn't know where we were going. And I, there was these two gentlemen kind of in the vicinity of where we thought we were supposed to go. And I pulled my car up to them and I said, hey, do you guys know where this is? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, it's right over there. And my family was like, oh my gosh, dad, I can't believe you asked them for directions. <laughs> I'm like, but why not? Because they were happy to tell us and now we're mm -hmm. here. And I think that is, I think that's a problem with a lot of people. They don't, they don't, they don't turn to anybody they right. just keep driving around in circles so where do you turn when you need help well the first thing i want to say is everybody needs help um mm. and one of the one of the biggest misconceptions about leadership is that you're supposed to have all the answers you're not you're the dispenser 
of experience and you're the dispenser of opportunities and you're the dispenser of things, but you don't have to know everything. So for me, um, I'm a doctoral student at Baylor University. And so I turned to my cohort and my network there. Um, books, I am an avid reader. So research is, is key for me. If it's something I don't know about or something I'm stumbling, um, I go into a book and read it. So like right now I'm reading um, How Women Rise because I recognize that I have skill sets that have gotten me here. But if I wanna to continue to be here and thrive, I need new skill sets um, because I'm a control freak and I can't be a control freak as, as a principal, that's just not gonna work. Um, other leaders in the district. So when I attend different professional developments, my goal is to meet people. Um, and I keep in mind what my weaknesses are. And I try to connect with people that are strong in things that I'm weak in. So that way I'm, I can call on them and say, hey, there's something I don't know about. I also depend on my educators. Um, they're not my, like, I don't wanna say we're friends, but they are professionals. There is an expertise that they have that I simply don't have. And so I lean on them as well. Yeah, I love, uh, I love that answer. Uh, Trinice, do you have a favorite leadership book that you have read? that has maybe really kind of changed your perspective on leadership or one that you've read that you love to recommend to other leaders? Uh, okay, so I have uh, two. So the first one is gonna be The Energy Bus uh, by John Gordon. That's actually going to be my uh, book this year. That's gonna be the theme for my school year. So I have the adult version and the kid version. So I want everybody reading. Everybody's gonna read The Energy Bus. Um, and then, uh, the next book is called The Burnout Fix. Um, <clears throat> it is by Dr. J. Um, she is amazing. So it's called The Burnout Fix, Overcome, Overwhelm, Be Busy, and Sustain Success in a New World of Work. Um, the book changed my life. I recognize that you have to know you and own what works for you. And once you find your optimum work level, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. So on the outside to you, it look, could look like I'm a workaholic. For me, I know this is how I work best. And so learning how I work best has really allowed me to be calm and be like, oh, this is just what I do. That's how I, I love. Yeah, I love when people say this book changed my life. Um, I've told my family for years, I'm, I'm starting a t-shirt company someday and I have all these sayings that I want to put on a t-shirt and um, that is one of them. You know, this book changed my life because I just love, I love when people say that. Trinice, if you could choose one person alive or dead to spend the day with who's not a family member, who would it be and why? Allen Iverson, because he changed the game of basketball. Um, he brought hip hop to the NBA. He played the game his way and pound for pound was the greatest player ever. And, and for me watching him as a kid, um, that's who I emulated on the basketball court. And honestly, that's who I emulate um, in education. I do it my way. Um, I changed the game. There's been a lot of people that changed dress codes because I believe that J Jordan's are professional. Um, and I'm just glad I live in Portland and uh, how I dress is more accepted here than in some of the conservative states I was in. And so um, Alan Iverson, most definitely. Yeah, I love it. And uh, speaking of Portland, Nike, if you are listening, 
Um, if you want to, you know, sponsor Trenice as a principal, if you want to make a principal sneaker, I think she would be down at Brown Warren's Man. on Twitter. Reach out to her. I'm sure she'd be down <laughs> for a, a photo shoot in the oh, always. In those in those Jordans. Uh, I think that would be a, I think that'd be awesome. We've had many many different people. Um, you know, shout it out on the podcast for who people would want to want to spend a day with. And Alan Iverson is the uh, is the first one. I thought you were going to stay uh, Steph Curry because he is the greatest three point shooter of all time. But Alan Iverson is in an awesome player, so uh, yeah. we will uh, we'll take him. That's awesome. <laughs> Trinice, a big part of this podcast is amplifying the voices of my guests. So I'm, I'm just going to pass the microphone over to you to close us out. What would you like to say to all the people that listen to this podcast? If you don't have Twitter, you should get it. It's the best PLN and it's the best way to self-brand yourself. Um, people won't know who you are unless you tell them who you are. And sometimes showing who you are will get opportunities for your kids as well. You have no idea how many people reach out to me and my kids have received so many things. Um, it's not arrogant, it's not bad. It's your way to market who you are. And if you want to be an aspiring leader and you are a leader right now, this is how you do it. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I got. Have fun. Remember this job is fun. If you're not having fun, then you need to ask yourself, is this the right profession for me? Because the power will, will just bring you down. Make sure you're enjoying what you're doing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I've said for years and years and years, every single amazing thing that has happened to me professionally is because of what I have done on Twitter, putting myself out there, connecting with others, just mm -hmm. being just being consistent with putting out my voice and my ideas and then connecting with other people. I mean, you and I, Trinice, don't really know each other. We've never met in person. We've connected on Twitter. I reached out as like, hey, you wanna come on the podcast? So, so many awesome just relationships starting and uh, collaboration happening because of it. You know, yep. the, Pope, the Pope is on Twitter. The, the Dalai Lama is on Twitter. So if you are not and you're listening, you need to be, make sure you follow Trinice at Brown Warren's uh, principal up in uh, Portland, Oregon. Thanks so much for coming on the yeah, show no today. I've had a, having a super awesome time talking with you. Everybody yeah. listening, thank you for all that you do. And I hope that you have an absolutely amazing day.